The reuse and reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. to a, another edition of the Borderland Sports Report. We are joined here today by Chapin Girls head basketball coach Eric Big Weave Weaver. How's it going, Coach? Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Definitely appreciate you joining us here. Um, it's always good to sit down and talk basketball with you. Um, there's a couple of you guys throughout the city that I just look forward to being able to sit down and talk to and you happen to be one of those conversations appreciate that now anytime you know you can talk basketball honestly and uh you know talk about what's going on here with EP, nep and with the kids you know that's 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 definitely right down my right down my lane so i, I appreciate that anytime we can conversate definitely let's get right into it then so coach um you guys are returning a good portion of your team from this year did you guys lose a lot last year last year uh we graduated two seniors um obviously you lose something when you graduate a senior captain that kind of set the tone and the atmosphere in the gym but um we replace it with uh two young athletic players um and of course returning eight letter winners out of the 10 girls that were varsity last year we feel like you know we've returned a big core of our group um we were relatively young but we have a measure of experience now so um, we're excited about you know what the what that can uh you know, lead potentially lead to if we can buy into each other, just like last year's group. You know, this year it's completely different. Um, roles change, and uh, you know the emphasis can change a little bit now that I'm not, you know, completely new to the girls. Last year they just kind of took whatever I said and, and relatively ran with it, you know, to a with a certain measure of trust. But um, now that they've been around me for a year, they kind of know my demeanor, my basic expectations, and what we expect as a coaching staff from their work every day. And I think translating to some good things right now we've seen some good development in the program and i'm excited for what we might be able to put on the court this year definitely um, um there's about five teams in that 5a district that, that uh i'm just i can't wait to see you guys play can you tell you guys there chipping hanks burgess andrews mm-hmm. how do you like i had this conversation um, with a couple of the other coaches, and I want to get your take on this. So, I always look at El Paso on the girl side, and I always put my college coaching hat on, and I'm like, it's a smorgasbord for coming down here trying to find a guard. You can find any kind of guard yes, you're sir. looking for here in this city. And so, I think one of the big things is how do we, as a collective community, help these young ladies to get out there and get that exposure so that some of these colleges that are beyond the traditional places that student athletes from El Paso go understand that they are actually 
can come here and recruit these student athletes? I mean, all we can do is push them in the right direction when it comes to the programs that, um, outside of our own that do uh, travel into relevant places that are, you know, NCAA certified style events uh, where they are going to be seen by legitimate recruiting coaches. Uh, luckily for us in our program, nine of my 10 potential varsity girls right now are travelers. We didn't really have a very big summer because our girls were so busy. If anything, I've had to dial down what we've done in our off-season program to get started. You know, we've had our hands on them a lot earlier this year than we typically do. Typically, we start seeing them around right now, a couple more weeks for physicals, and then we're able to get started uh, before our season. But we've already had these girls in the gym for four or five weeks, and you, you can see some fatigue on them because they do so much outside of here. Um, I think it's just promoting it and understanding that it's a necessary thing for them to be seen. We only have our hands on them so much as high school coaches. We have restrictions when it comes to the amount of games we can play. Uh, the rules for us instructing them outside of class time are very restricted. So we need to embrace their their travel scenario and understand that that is a, the means by which they will be seen by these coaches. We're the finishing touch. They come to us for game film. They come to us because they know that they function, these students function in our structured environment. And our structured environment is the most closely, uh, you know, scrutinized thing when it comes to what it resembles at the college level. So yep. yes, they play against high level talent outside of here and prove their worthiness when it comes to their athleticism and their games, their ability to be coached, et cetera. But functioning day to day in an academic setting and then what they're asked to do athletically every day, this is a small sample size, but it's the most relevant sample size. So I'd say getting them out, and letting them know that it's a value. If they do want to play at the collegiate level, they've got to put themselves out there. They need to be ones that make the phone calls to college coaches, let them know, hey, I'm interested in your program. I like that you have this academically. This is what I bring to the table. I plan on keeping you up to date. When is your open gym? When can I come up for an unofficial visit so that I can see your program and let you know who I am? You know, promoting that within the kids and uh, them taking ownership of that. And then uh, us at the high school level, we are the finishing team. We're the person that they can call and, and confirm whatever it is, is that those college coaches see. And then from there, if it fits their program and it can keep those coaches relevant and that kid can help, then great. And yes, we are a city of guards. You know, there aren't very many 6'3 Tiana Lidges in town. So you're not, we don't have a ton of that. The Contreras girls down in San Eli, you know, there's, there's a little bit of size, but for the most part, we are guard, we are guard heavy. And um, anybody that's not promoting that guard development with their girls is, is I think, doing them a little bit of a disservice. Yeah, I would agree on that one. <clears throat> um, shifting gears here a little bit, let's kind of look at uh, the district. So, well, before I even get to that, I, I want to ask this question because you said you've had your girls for a couple of weeks now. So what was the one thing that you were looking forward to the most starting the season and getting your team back? Well, that it's actually personal. It's actually during class time now. It's not one of those scenarios where they're having to come from a virtual setting onto campus checks, uh, temperature checks, you know, every everything that we had, to, all the hoops that we had to jump through to even get into the gym last year. It's more of a regular school setting where I get to see the kids outside of the basketball class time, who they go to lunch with, you know, the, those daily interactions that they have with their peers, you get to see how they go about their business every day. And to me, understanding what those girls go through on a daily basis 
makes it easier for me to identify with them, make a connection and let them know that I'm here for their overall development. You know, it was easy to say that last year, but the only time we ever met was during basketball. I didn't get to see them dressed up as anything other than basketball players. Now I get to see them as students, you know, and, and what it is that they go through every day. So to me, that was the thing I was looking forward to the most. And then, of course, I'm new to this campus at Chapin. So for me to be here every day is, is a new experience. And over the last six weeks, I think I was telling Coach Crank, uh, my varsity assistant, or uh, yesterday, I finally feel like I'm on campus. I finally feel like I'm getting the vibe of the campus and how the kids interact and, and their expectations of us as uh, instructors, as well as, you know, their, their routines. So getting the vibe of the school and being involved here in that way, being able to conversate with kids that aren't necessarily basketball players, that's everything to me and lets them know that I'm fully bought in so that when I invite a kid to a game or I call a kid to task on their dress code or something like that, they know where it comes from. So, you know, for me, that's the biggest thing, knowing where, who these kids are hanging out with. And, um, you know, to their credit, I've, I've got a bunch of great kids in this program. We don't have very many kids that aren't worthy of representing Chapin High School girls basketball. So I'm very excited about that. Got you. So as you guys matriculate through the season and um, really start to play in games, just like everybody else, teams have ran into issues when they get to that outside of that by district round. So what are some of the things that you guys have been doing to kind of position yourself to make that next step in the process for you guys? Um, I think it's a, it's a daily process. I think we spoke about this the last time we, we spoke over at your, at your offices. Um, it's a day-to-day consistent expectation level of their edge and their competitive nature. Um, we have a lot of gym rats, so to a degree, them being in the gym is kind of second nature. I don't know that they value it necessarily the way that we did when we were younger because our gym time was very precious. These kids have so much access now. That it's it's just rote routine for them to get out, lace up on a court, and go do the thing. Um, so creating that urgency within what it is that we do. And then um, – in all reality, uh, exposing your your program to high-level talent and expecting them to perform against that talent. Um, I'm excited about our schedule. I like that we, uh, we opened with Franklin America's early in our season. Um, I like our tournament schedule. You know, uh, I think it's very important that we schedule out of town. We schedule teams that we, are no, we know are going to challenge us. We're not necessarily scheduling losses. We don't ever expect to lose. But we need those challenges. We need those failures. We need to learn who we are as a team. And then um, putting that together in the first part of the season, so when we lead the district, we are playing 32 minutes of uh, a basketball that has an edge that continues to push forward because the panhandle for us at the 5A level is the standard. Um, the teams that come out of that area are typically a state championship level programs. So any of the four El Paso teams, if we're fortunate enough to advance to an area round, um, are seeing a potential state level uh, team. And with that expectation comes, if you're not playing state-level basketball, don't expect to win in the second round. And, you know, for us to be able to break through that ceiling um, consistently, we have to play against those teams. We have to play with an edge and then out-execute them in that moment. Last year for El Paso squads, that was a virtual impossibility because of the restrictions, not being able to travel, playing here in town only, and um, only having 18 – available to us 
So that's, that was a little bit frustrating, but, you know, Canatillo was able to break through. Young um, Bonilla had a tremendous game, caught Amarillo off guard, and then they let that girl get going, and you let a, you let a winner believe she's going to win. She did it for them. So, you know, for the rest of us, um, I just think it's a consistency that we have to play with. Um, we can't necessarily be concerned with what other people feel about how we're going to go about our business this year, specifically for Chayton. Um, we're a tiny team. Anybody we play is going to be bigger than us, even here in El Paso. So we're going to have to play in a way that prepares us to be successful at that level. And we can't be cute about it because the moment that we let our foot off the gas, that's the six point edge that a panhandle team needs to beat us. Any state level team, it only takes 30 to 90 seconds of basketball to ruin a game at a high level. Uh, having been through that before with the boys over at Andrus, um, you know, that's you, you can't take that for granted. So every second matters, and we need to be prepared to play a full 32 minutes on a consistent basis. And that starts in what we do every day. It'll bleed over into our district schedule, trying to get the best possible seed we can for the playoffs. And then when it's time to uh, survive in advance, we need to be able to do that. Yeah. Good deal. <clears throat> so as just you, you mentioned your schedule there for a second, and you talked mm -hmm. about are there some games – that every year when it comes around and, and you look at your schedule and you're like, that's the game that I can't wait for. Like, do you have those games on your schedule? I mean, that, like I said, that 5A bracket here in the city is, is it's, it's tough. I mean, that's a, a lot of talent there. Um, but are there some games that you just really circle on your calendar and it's like, I can't wait for that day? Um. Yes, uh, specifically within our district. I mean, obviously, you know, this past season we were able to get the Burgess Monkey off of Chapin's back. Um, we hadn't had the girls had gone for 14 here over the previous seven years before we were able to beat them twice last year. Um, and then, of course, Andrus is our – that's our natural rival. So, you know, and that's my good friend coaching over there. You know, that's my ACC buddy and Coach Wallace. So we know – within that group of three teams, we know what we're going to get. Um, we know what, what it means that our, our district championship tends to run through those three squads, and um, we need to be able to perform at that point. So if we're going to anywhere in our calendar, at by the time we see Burgess and Andrus to start our district schedule the first time through, we need to be beginning to play our best basketball. Luckily for us this year, that's about 20 games in instead of five like last year. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But um, – you know, it's again, it's going to be a process and we're going to build towards that. Um, anytime we get a chance to get on the floor, obviously, we're going to be excited and the girls expect to win, as do we as a coaching staff. We expect to perform to the point that we're going to have the our side of the scoreboard bigger than theirs at the end. So, yeah, of course, you, you look forward for the girls, you know, to play Franklin to open the season. That's the former coach here, you know, so they, they still have a, a rapport with that coach and stuff. And it means a little bit to them. But um, anytime you get to face heavy hitter teams that are, you know, have a potential to make you better. You know, I'm looking forward to that. And then of course we always look forward to travel, getting out of here, going to San Antonio and getting out to um, a small school tournament this year. We're going out to Lipan. Uh, that's Southwest of uh, Weatherford. That's the defending two A state champs. And they bring nothing but high level, high performing small school teams. And those teams are as good as any that we'll face here in El Paso at, at, at minimum. Um, 
They, and they have an expectation of winning. They play with size and they play with a toughness that we need to embody. So I'm excited for the opportunity to compete against some of these schools. Good deal. Good deal. So before we close this out, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. Are there some players, what players on your roster should coaches be looking out for this year as you begin the season? Well, not to give a scout, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously we return eight girls. Um, we return a few first teamers as well. Uh, Brianna Montoya is obviously our, our senior uh, leader and, and the unquestioned best player in the program. Um, our junior class is tough. You know, that, that, that I think that they prefer to be identified as a group, you know, um, with, with Jasmine Holt and Natalie and, and Luna along with Sam and uh, Trinity when she comes off the volleyball court, you know, that group of five kids, they have, they have a level of expectation for themselves as well. I think it, it served us well last year as sophomores that they would kind of let it fly. Did our, did our youth show a little bit? Yes, absolutely. But they played hard and they're a talented group, you know, I mean, kind of come in waves, you know, we're going to have 10 guards and we're going to play them all. Um, I'm excited for what it is that we can do. You know, we've got some senior leadership, all three seniors, uh, Brianna, Maddie, and Giselle, they're, they're four-year varsity girls. So, you know, there's no replacement for experience. Those girls have hit big shots and been part of a lot of, a lot of positive things on the court. Um, and, you know, and then from there, the, you know, our young sophomore that's coming up to add a little bit of athleticism and toughness to us. I'm excited for everyone to meet her. She's the younger sister of, uh, trying to ruin over at, uh, Burgess. Her name's Yakira. She's gonna be she's gonna be a tough kid, man. I'm I'm really excited for her. She's got a smile on her face every day, and she comes to work. And then, uh, you know, adding Lynette uh, from our JV this year, she's she adds an element of toughness for us as well. So I'm excited what we can we can do as a group defensively. Um, obviously, with a bunch of guards, we're gonna be able to put the ball in the hole. But um, you know, we'll see if we can dictate uh, pace of play to fit our to fit our personnel this year. And then you know from there. We'll, we'll let the scoreboard take care of itself. You know, as, as long as these girls buy into each other, and that's what I like about what we're doing right now, it really seems like we're already together, and that's that's a good thing. Now, can, how long can we hold on to that, you know, and keep everybody happy and motivated over the course of a 30-plus season? That's going to be the challenge. But um, these are smart kids. You know, I think they love each other, and uh, I'm excited to see what they're, they're going to bring to the court this year. A good deal, Coach. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on here, sit down and have a conversation with us. It's always good to see you, talk to you. Um, is there anything you want to say in closing? Uh, no, uh, thank you for what you do. And, uh, you know, best of luck to everyone out there this year. You know, it's good to be back face to face. Take advantage of that time with the young with the young students that we have and, um, you know, give them a positive place to be every day and uh, make sure that they're together because, you know, Without us doing it together in El Paso, who's going to put us on the map? You know, we have to we have to do it ourselves. We can't sit here and complain about woe is me, what we do or don't have uh, outside of here. You know, we have a gym, we got basketballs, and we got an opportunity to get better. So, you know, just continue pouring into those kids, love them up, and um, every day's a blessing. And uh, I appreciate your time and you know, ACC. Appreciate it, Coach. Well, folks, there you have it, Chapin High School. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Borderland Sports Report. Thank you guys. Be blessed. Have a good one.